Welcome. This is Chris. Apple sold 850,000 iPhones per day in 2018. This is James, and this is our weekly Whiskey and Widgets podcast, where your whiskey is Japanese, but not a Japanese whiskey, and your widgets have a new release. How does that even work? Hi, and this is Brad. This week's episode is sponsored to sponsored by the word ostentatious. Adjective. Attracting or seeking to attract attention, admiration, or envy, often by gaudiness or obviousness, overly elaborate or conspicuous, characterized by fond of, evincing ostentation. Wow, I'm a little tongue-tied. I'm all excited Ost- for this week's episode. Ostentatious. James, I'm sure that you know very well <laughs> many ostentatious people. Yes. That is a <laughs> And really sentiment. quick, that is my uh, fun fact. <laughs> that's a nice fun fact. Uh, please follow us on Instagram, Whiskey and Widgets. Uh, you can interact with us in there. You can take a look at what we're drinking. And, and of course, maybe some widgets. We'll start posting some of those as well. I'm sure some of you guys are curious about that. And uh, mail call. We do have a mail call. Uh, one of the questions actually was a question. Last time it was sake. In uh, this week's is, you know, what current laptop or desktop are we using? So I'm All using right. a MacBook. <laughs> How about you, Brad? Oh, Brad's <laughs> muted. He's muted himself. Listen, listen, I'm still <laughs> recovering from being scammed. So I don't know if I want to give out any information because we talked about this whole internet security <laughs> thing and being scammed but i myself use you know it's funny that, that that comes in i myself use an imac um i remote and then i also use some virtual machines and i use a jlab pro microphone uh, i switched from my yeti blue microphone which i'm a little disappointed in uh, how about you james what are you using over there uh so we're doing laptops as well as peripherals well, I think it's, yeah. I took right. it as, what do you use when you're doing this weekly recording? Um, All right. Uh, so I have an Asus Zephyrus 17-inch, um, which is a, um, it's a studio edition. It's a really fun little laptop because it has a very different design. It has the keyboard actually all the way to the front. So all of your heat is now behind the keyboard. So you don't actually have a bunch of hotness coming on your wrist if you're using it while mobile. And that's pretty awesome. And you don't have any cats on it. James, I'm a little disappointed. You look like you're preparing something over there. Well, somebody told me that cats like to lay down on some. um, uh, We'll talk about my cat search at some other episode. But someone told me (laughs) that cats like to lay on keyboards because of the heat. And I never heard of that before. So it's just a little bizarre also oh, the laptop num- keyboards the, n- the number one most misused word is ironic by the way which we'll save that for when it's the word of the the week um <laughs> it's interesting you're doing something over there and i can't see what you're doing like i yeah. look forward to this every week i tell everybody i'm like i can't wait to see <laughs> what james is going to prepare for us 
each week. Okay, oh, he's got the camera goes. down. We got the camera down. He's got well, well, he tilted his camera down so I could see it. He's staging his bottle. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Let me whoa. see that. He's coming back, back on the Instagram in just a moment. Okay, he's going on the Instagram, but he, Dude, he's putting his bottle of sake. I I, I don't I even know what it got is the yet. Same one. I almost got but, the same one. Did you see his elaborate setup? He he, he even yeah. has the little cups to drink it out of, like when you go to the restaurant and they pour oh, it. Oh, I don't have those cups. Now, man. If you, what do you if you what do you if call you pull those, out though? one of those little heated pots that you pull it out? Look at that, James. Look at that. He's got a little green oh. ceramic look ceramic cup. It's a ceramic cup. Uh, this is a ceramic cup that I got when I was in Shanghai. It's uh, it's it's nice. It's an authentic cup. What do they call those cups? Do you know? Well, this is actually technically a teacup. It is, um, but it's the right size for sake, which is nice um, because you want to take it in a small dose. Small dose. And actually, small doge. <laughs> yeah, doge. Uh, doge. Well, we were just talking about dogs a moment ago. What can I say? I got doge on the brain. The yeah. For tonight, I'm actually, because I haven't eaten anything yet today, my wife was amazing, and she made me some okonomiyaki, which is delightful. Not normally paired with sake, but it works close enough. If you don't know what an okonomiyaki is, it is a cabbage pancake. It's Japanese. It uh, has primarily two sauces on it. Typically, it's got your okonomiyaki sauce and a Japanese mayonnaise, which is much richer than a uh, traditional American mayonnaise. It's frankly the best way to do mayonnaise. I'm not a huge mayonnaise fan, but if I am going to do mayonnaise, they know they know what's up. Sounds then you complicated. Typically, you'll do like spring onions. You'll do uh, fish flakes. Uh, oftentimes, pork belly goes on it. Today, mm. it's lazy. It's just got uh, some green onion on there. You're making me hungry. It looks so good. But what's in that sauce? Look at that pancake. I thought it was, don't, honestly, don't. I looked at it quickly. I thought it was a plate of nachos. But look at how good that looks. Don't, don't, uh, don't let him try to talk because he had his mouth full right there. Yeah, I hope you take a picture of that too. Um, I, Chris, what do you have over there? Well, I was going to ask James. I, I may, I, I don't know if I missed it. What, what are you pairing it with sake? Because I think I almost picked up the same bottle, man. Pretty close. Sure. Yeah. So this is a sake that we like to just keep on hand anytime we need to use sake. I have a general rule of thumb. Don't cook with something that you wouldn't eat. There are some notable exceptions to that, right? Like I'm not going to go drink fish sauce, but fish, fish sauce is like delightful in Thai food. So, but overall, if you're cooking with a spirit, make sure it's a spirit that you would drink. The sake that I'm doing I will not be able to pronounce correctly, I am sure, but uh, it is Gekaiken. What was that? <laughs> Brad just laughed. <laughs> Gekaiken. Do, do, do you know how to pronounce it, Brad? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. no. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty good sake. There, it's, it's not the best sake I've ever had, but it tastes yeah. pretty good. And it's it's very smooth and soft and has a good solid flavor. So look, we should talk about like flavor profiles. How do you enjoy sake? What is sake? In just a moment, since yeah, it's yeah, the first time know, we've done it on our show. It is yeah, the first so. one we've done, and I will tell you that's almost the exact bottle. There was actually two options at the place that I went to. They didn't carry a lot. One was Gekkikan. I think that's how it's pronounced, Gekkikan. 
and the other one is Momokawa. Uh, so it was like the only two, and I happened to pick the one that uh, different from yours, James. I got the Momokawa, um, and I'm glad I didn't get the same one as you because that'd have been uh, awkward. I have the same sock. <laughs> I would have thought that you but, guys set it up. No, we didn't really set it up, but uh, talking about the flavor, uh, the Momokawa, I guess there's different kinds, like medium dry or uh, yeah. extra dry sake. This one's a medium dry sake. It's one of their diamond brand or diamond Junmai Ginjo sake. I don't really know what those means, but it's uh, it's from Oregon <laughs> out of all the places. But uh, uh, basically, it's it's smooth with I could taste the apple, melon, and some fruits. Uh, I don't taste the spicy in this thing. There's no spicy notes. It does say that it, there should be, uh, but it's good with uh, apparently if you you can pair this with Italian food, clams, pork, or aged goat cheese is perfect for um, you know setting it up. But hey, Oregon. Oregon so, sake. So, so you're drinking it chilled or warm? Uh, it did say, it does tell you how you should serve it. This one is refrigerate before serving. So this has been sitting here since yesterday in a refrigerator. So, so it's nice and it cool. Chilled. Yeah, chilled. James, yep. you having a chilled I'm doing sake? It hot. So hot. Okay, when I say warm, I mean heated, not room temperature. I mean hot. Mm -hmm. 105 uh, degrees. And oh, very specific. And sake, for those that don't know, James can tell us, I'm sure, is a fermented rice wine, isn't it? Yep. So sake, like any normal uh, traditional grape wine, is going to have a lot of different styles. Commonly, uh, there is a common style that is often served in restaurants, at least in the areas I live. That is nigori, and I don't think we have anyone doing nigori tonight. That's going to be like a cloudy, like sweeter, uh, typically, also a little bit thicker. Then, um, I mean, there's like many, many varieties, right? Like me calling out that one is kind of like me calling out a Chardonnay, uh, as opposed to every other type that's in that same area. That said... Uh, a lot of different styles, a lot of different ways, and I called that one out just because it's it's thicker, it's cloudy, it's sweet, which is very different from what I'll be talking about tonight about what I'm drinking. You know, it's fun funny you said, um, like, uh, cold. It, it, it does taste like wine. It's like one of those white, sparkling wine. Uh, at least this one I'm drinking. So, so yours is sparkling? No, it's not sparkling, but it's, it's like... Um, uh, it tastes like a Moscato. So, Brad, you like this. I mean, if you like Moscato. I, I yes, I would like it. The, uh, yeah. I, do, I, do, I do have to let you know that this is the first week of this podcast that I am deviating from my traditional vodka soda. Just to let you know. Unfortunately, I'm letting you both down because I did not pick up a sake. I Come on. Up, I picked up something different. I'm not as fancy as James, but I have my glass. And the reason why I'm doing this is because of James. Right? He got me so intrigued last week by watching his little ceremony that I too wanted to venture away from my norm 
And here I have my whiskey glass, not as fancy as James. My, That's a good looking crystal glass, my friend. My ice cubes. I don't have a whiskey stone. I have ice cubes. <laughs> I'll drop it in here. And when I went to the store, you hear that? I picked up a bottle. I picked up a couple bottles. The one I'll drink tonight is this one right here, Sir James. Can you see? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I picked a up high a West. bottle of High West. I'm not making a whiskey sour. I'm drinking this whiskey on the rocks, right? When you have ice, it's on the rocks. When you have it, what are the other options, James? See, James is trying to eat, so I'm going to make him talk. <laughs> so you can take your whiskey on the rocks. You can take it neat, is when you have nothing in it. Uh, or some people call it straight, but that's neat. Okay. And then you can do whatever the heck you want after that, because for anyone that doesn't know, the best way to drink your whiskey is the way you like it. How much should I put in this glass? How much whiskey? Yeah. Uh, it depends on how drunk you want to get, but typically one knuckle or two. <laughs> All right. So I did three. I did three, three knuckles. knuckles. Yeah. All right. So, there you uh, go. This will be a three knuckle high west whiskey. I have yet to have this whiskey, by the way. This is what's, the first what's, time. What's, what's a three knuckle? What, what is that? Well, when you hold in the glass. So, oh, yeah. I did. I did it the other way. Go ahead, James. I'm, oh, I'm, you did three fingers. Did I did three, three fingers. fingers. Three I'm embarrassing myself. That's why. It's fine. Listen, I measure my, I measure, I, I, I measure units of alcohol. I do ounces and I use my jigger to measure it out every time. Um, and then once I understand the, the ice and or cube and or rock that I'm putting in it, I can eyeball it from there. Uh, basically, it's like if you stack all your fingers together. Three fingers and sideways, that would be three knuckles. Yep. Ah, that makes sense. Well, we're going to post that drink that Brad's drinking. High West whiskey, double rye. Um, he didn't let us down. He didn't let me down. Whiskey's whiskey. But uh, if you were that mail call. <laughs> well... <laughs> We did plan <laughs> on having sake, so I do feel like I let you down, but I kind of don't feel like I let you down because my drink is inspired by James. So, um, oh man, I'll post it. I'm gonna have good. A, I'm gonna have a sip of it. Yeah, tell us what you think about it, man, because I know you've been uh, every episode you've been drinking uh, soda, vodka, water. So always have, uh, the, always have the vodka soda. Vodka um, soda. So this is new for you too. So not only it's new for the podcast, the first sake, but it's also new whiskey for you. Yeah, my first whiskey. I um, I like it. It is kind of um, trying to get the little taste of it that it has in it. The smell is like a, yeah, it's not. Um, I like it. I'll give you my assessment after I have a couple more sips, as I did my three fingers up. <laughs> so, James, did you post that photo? I'm sure people are curious did, about your... I did nice. post the first one. I will say this is something disappointing about the um, the format on uh, Instagram as far as what you want to take. Uh, yeah. 
it, it forces a aspect ratio that isn't necessarily the aspect ratio I want to take things in. But uh, yeah, does, I will. Does, I'll have my stuff up there shortly. Five, right, 1920 by 1080 or something. Portrait kind of a little bit less than portrait. Well, it's the fact that it's a little bit less that makes it frustrating. Yeah, you have to kind of size it. I have to speak into the microphone. Yeah, yeah this is, all right, now that I have it, um, I like it. It does have that little whiskey taste, what I call the whiskey taste to the end. I didn't read too much on it. It doesn't taste, uh, I have to see how it was aged. James, you know how these are aged? Uh, the High West aging? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be aged in an oak barrel. So High West is actually a really interesting company. Um, there's like a, a, an element of like non-profitness that comes, that's involved there. Um, I'm not, it's not why I like their whiskey, but it's it's interesting. Uh, I like their whiskey because it tastes nice. It's, it's oh, delightful. It is good. It's kind of, um, I don't want to say smooth, but it's good. Um, mm. so yeah, high West is, is pretty awesome. Let's, um, let's take a moment to talk about how you drink sake and what that looks like. So, uh, the sake I'm doing is a warm sake uh, or hot sake, uh, suggested to be, you can drink it a lot of different ways, but I'm, the reason I'm drinking it in one of my teacups is because it's heated 205 degrees Fahrenheit, just like a lot of other things you can it changes the experience the flavor the, what you taste in it etc based off the temperature you're, you're drinking it or, or, or eating it so that's interesting this particular sake has some recipes on the back that i've never tried and i might go ahead and dig into a little bit later it has a sake screwdriver so i might i might go ahead and try that a little bit later um, sake screwdriver yeah that sounds interesting but uh, flavor notes and experience for this one. I do not know how to describe to somebody who's never had it the uh, a, the fermented rice flavor that is like the core component to a sake. It's nice. I like it. Um, it's a little bit of, it's like a sweet graininess. The same way you can have a, a like a beer have that like um, multi yeasty like almost you know feel like you're drinking a sourdough. It, it is like the rice comparative to that in some ways. Like like a stale like a stale sourdough. Well, I mean, this doesn't have like the sourdough effects, but in a similar way that you can get that in a beer. Um, ah as this wine has that rice effect in there. The only time I have sake, I always say sake, I guess it goes with the accent, but sake as you say it, <laughs> yeah, sake. Uh, is when I have sushi. Sushi is one of the my favorite things to eat, uh, sushi and pizza. So the only time I have dude. sake is, so you guys are helping me learn to speak uh, properly, is when <laughs> I have sushi, but sushi is one of those things that I absolutely love. Yeah, sushi, man. I it's it's hard to, um, it, it's hard to pass sushi. Good sushi too, you know. Finding good sushi is very hard. Uh, do you guys have like a 
uh, where you guys are at, do you have a restaurant that's called that's like a sushi belt? Like you sit down and then there's like a big old belt and you sit in front of it and there's like just a bunch of sushi that gets served no, and you just pick up no. what you like. I'm a, I'm a sushi snob, but the places I go to are just regular sushi you order. You know, you can sit yeah, in a sushi bar or but there isn't a yep. belt where it just goes by and you just like a conveyor belt. Yeah. Yeah, it's a conveyor belt. It's kind of weird. So the sushi, there's no, there aren't any sushi belts that I'm aware of in Wisconsin. Definitely there are in Chicago, but generally speaking, sushi belts only really make sense if there's like a like high volume of sushi being produced with a consistent menu. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, I go to a sushi place for ordering specific things, and it's just all about the freshness of the fish. Yes, yes. Oh, the, I love sushi. Sake has so much variety. There's so many like little flavors you can get in it. And I don't yet have a good enough vocabulary to articulate the experience of somebody that isn't actually drinking it with me. But uh, definitely, this is a sweet sake. I would say, like, if you want to compare it to a wine, if somebody listening is a wine drinker, this is probably sweeter than a rosé not quite as sweet as a riesling we have to keep you talking james because i want to see how long you can hold that cup up because the entire time you were speaking (laughs) you were holding that cup up like you were doing the toast you hold the fingers uh, around the rim of the small cup i I want one of those cups but the thing i've noticed is you're like drinking those cups rather quickly so it may be a small cup but i think i've seen you have I, i can't even tell maybe seven or eight of them already but I will tell you, if I keep drinking this stuff, I will be slurring my words. And I thought vodka had a little kick to it. This is... Uh... Oh, dude. Well, that's the double <laughs> rye you got over there. So this is... Uh, I'll be like James gets. Now I understand why James gets a little funny at, by the end of these episodes with his drinks that he makes. But maybe one day he'll teach me how to make something fancy. I want to get one of those uh, sticks that he... Like the bags with the mallet the wooden mallet that he had last week to make ice chips <laughs> i will learn to make a whiskey sour that's my mission dude that should be your things that one of these episodes you gotta do like a cocktail have you go through what what james normally go through we'll, we'll, spit, so, we'll switch it up i can't see i'm already slurring spit it up all right so some <laughs> notes for anybody that's curious since this is the second time on this podcast uh, that we've talked about high west double rye the rye that brad is drinking uh, is two different ryes together um, to blend out some spice flavors uh, from, and this is from High West. That's why it's called the double rye. Uh, and I think that it's delightful on the rocks or with a little bit of water. I don't really drink it neat. Um, but that's more just a preference overall. I love it in cocktails. It is fantastic because it stands up well to the, the other stuff you're putting into it, as long as you make a balanced uh, liquor-forward cocktail. Mm. So what do you taste in it? What do you smell in it, Brad? Give us the Brad experience. What is it? I know. I, I'm curious, cup? man. It's your, your first time. I can time. tell you what I experience in it. I could go grab some and drink it with you. To, to well, no, I don't want to take away from the sake, and I'm also curious to hear – what interesting widget we have to speak about this week. I, it's not like, I don't see it's, uh, I'm a whiskey um, novice for a couple of reasons. 
Uh, one, I don't drink a lot of it. And two, I don't drink a lot of it for a certain reason. But I don't have like the smoked flavor to it, which is why I was asking. And it could be because the the blend, I have some of the whiskeys, like I like Woodruff and some of the others, they have like the smoke flavor to it. This I don't have in it. So um, the smokiness that you get in a whiskey, that's typically going to be more on a bourbon or potentially in a scotch. That that smokiness comes from charring the barrel. Ryes don't typically char the barrel. You can have a charred rye that's also a bourbon. Um, but there's actually a strict definition of like the mash bill for it to be a bourbon. And in the case of a rye, which is what this what you're drinking, it doesn't the mash bill is rye and it's not a charred uh, barrel, which is why you're not getting smokiness. This is this is knowledgeable. See, I'm going to become like a whiskey connoisseur because my vodka drinking days will be limited from this point forward, I think. It yeah. does have a little it's not a strong smell. And it does there's a little is there any spice in this? See, I didn't I just picked up the bottle. I can taste a little spice, not overpowering, not strong, just a small aftertaste of some spice. What do you think that spice is? What do you associate it with? If you were to, I guess shut my eyes. Think, if you were to think I'm cooking, and I'm gonna put this spice in my food, what is the spice that you smell? I don't use a lot of spice. I use I have like a jailhouse diet, as I'm told, because uh, my food is very bland. I would I, say. I feel so bad for you. Right that's now. what everybody says. I literally cook without seasoning for the most part, unless I'm making chili, uh, and or using like. I like hot food, so I'll put in like natural spices like jalapeno and a jalapeno, however you guys want to say it. And I speak differently over here. Uh, I have no idea what it would be. Help me out. So, I mean, it really depends on how you associate it. Uh, there's a fair subjectiveness to it because the whiskey isn't going to have, most of the time, you don't actually have vanilla in your whiskey, but a lot of people will get aroma or flavor of vanilla in a whiskey. Just as an example, and there's a lot of them. Uh, let me go smell a high west, and I'll tell you what I get out of it. Chris, how do you like your sake over there? I see you're sitting there quietly, just just chugging it back. What do you think of yours? And how often do you drink it? Do you do it like me? You only have it. I have it very rarely. Mine's really occasionally. Dude. If somebody I'm going to sushi with likes it, I'll have it because they'll order a bottle, right? And we'll just pour some of it. But if I were to go on my own. I would never order su uh, sake. Yeah, same here, man. Uh, sake is usually not my first choice. Even even um, even e eating sushi, I typically just drink uh, tea, hot tea with it. Uh, but I don't necessarily uh, drink sake, even if I'm by myself or with people, unless someone orders it. Then I'll you know, <laughs> I'll drink I'll drink their bottle. But I've never. Uh, it's rare, uh, and then also having to figure out, okay, do I want drink? You know, when do I drink it warm? When do I drink it chilled? Uh, so I'm a a beginner in sake. I've had them, but uh, way like I, a beginner. James just walked back with a bottle, just like I have. He has oh, he's drinking big it grin now. <laughs> on his face, and he just pulled that. He's like, okay, we moved on. I'm gonna drink sake. it. Went back to the whiskey. He like his face he's lit mixing. up like a kid. Like a three-year-old on Christmas <laughs> when he came back with his bottle of whiskey. James, you happy that we switched? No, listen, I really enjoy sake. Uh, it's just 
I've not quite started really heavily exploring it. And I've just started digging into sakes. What I'm excited about is this is one of my favorite rides. And uh, so that's exciting. Um, so the, this glass, this is called a dram. And so okay. I'm a little ah. bit cheating. A dram is intended to give air volume on the top of the liquid. And then it pulls it in to focus the aroma on your nose for when you're smelling it to make it easier to pick out whatever it is you think you're getting it, from it. Does it uh, make a difference in taste then? It based well, on so the way it's served. I would tell you yes, in my opinion, because taste or or really flavor is in heavy regard related to your olfactory. What you smell impacts what you taste. Mm. So as you're smelling it and trying to take that in, you can start to pick apart other flavors. It's a big part of why like that ritual of tasting alcohols, you'd like try to figure out what do I, what am I, what's on the nose? Cause that leads into what are you picking out of it? And sometimes what's really fun is you'll pick something up on, on the nose as it were, what you smell, then you'll drink it and you'll be like, it's not there at all. And the flavor is completely different. And man, was that a surprise? And that's, that's, it's fun. Frankly, I like it. I enjoy the surprise. Interesting. So you're going to take a oh, sip of that. One more tip, Brad, if you, if you didn't know, I'm not an expert here. This is just, I'm on this journey with Chris and you at this point. Thank you for joining <laughs> us to learn about this stuff. Year and a half ago, I knew Jack all about whiskey. It's just been a matter of exploration. What do I like? What do I not like? Why do I think I might like it? Self-exploration. Well, I'm, I'm, I do some self-exploration from time to time and I'm happy to be on this journey with you. <laughs> I, James, I had to say that. And James's yeah. face was priceless. Priceless. <laughs> I wish, see, at one point we'll have to get a good setup where we could actually do some video of this because yeah. that clip of James's face, <laughs> I think for the first time in my life, James was speechless. Oh, he man. literally speechless. I'm just enjoying, like, sometimes when I'm smelling a whiskey, feel like my wife is going to walk up and be like, what are you doing? Are you like sniffing glue? What's happening? Are you, you're making love to your whiskey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, just really quick on the uh, exploration, you know, and when we first started this podcast, as a reminder, if you're a new listener, this was one of those things that we were going to explore. And I know nothing about whiskey. I know a little bit, but I still consider as a white belt uh, drinking whiskey. So uh, James, myself, and Brad uh, being our third, uh, certainly not the you know third host, but uh, we're glad that you're with us and exploring this with us. We, you know, I, we're having a good time. We're having you know, a good time drinking, trying. No, this is good. This is good. Oh, I just want to have one follow up just to let you know from my scam last week. Just if anyone's following along with the home game, uh, I did send an inquiry <laughs> to PayPal to contest the charge they followed up with me saying that my claim didn't meet their uh, um, their can't whatever claims and they denied my request for a refund so fuck paypal uh -oh. i'll never use them again after this so i did an appeal and i wrote back in an appeal saying you know the website's now down it went to this friggin russian person nobody answered me when i did an inquiry i have no way to cancel this product 
So then I got an email back from them this morning saying they reached out to this name and they will follow up with me. So that's where I am with this. So the first thing was um, they denied my claim. So I mean, what's the whole purpose of PayPal? Like even put the money in escrow for a period of time. I don't care, but they're going to reach out to that person and then get back to me. So stay tuned for another week. Use use Google Pay, Apple Pay. I use Apple Pay, but the whole thing with PayPal was, you know, you're supposed to be able to have that intermediate, you know, mm-hmm. it's just not what it is. So I'm done using PayPal. I use it very rarely. Um, so at this point, I might as well just. I think the the, <laughs> the strongest lesson learned here isn't necessarily whether or not you should or shouldn't use PayPal. It's, Brad, you paid some painful tuition in order to learn what not to do in the future. And hopefully that will pay out for everybody listening. Oh, so know what to watch for. That was the best lesson that I've learned in a long time. And that was money well spent because of all the people in the world to get scammed. It was me. And I've been the most cautious person my entire life. Very guarded with everything. One little time I got distracted and you see how quickly they swooped in. And now they're probably funding the Russian attack on the Ukraine with my PayPal money. Uh, all right talking talking about apple uh pay uh and i i see you use it i use it i use not apple pay but i use the google pay or gpay whatever you call you know uh apple just released a new one right like uh, not new one released new product uh the mac studio so i know you mentioned you use an imac what you think about that fan oh what do i think about the new mac you know to be honest with you i don't want to deviate from your question I'm more excited about the monitor. Now, unfortunately, the monitor costs so much money because I was one of the fools that bought their first monitor that they kept around for like 19 years, which is a top quality monitor. And you could probably buy, see, I can't even speak, buy, you know. You're welcome. The whiskey's doing its job. (laughs) No, this is is good. (laughs) This is good. Well, my body's not used to the whiskey. I'll blame it on that. Um, But I'm more interested in the monitor. Than the, the IMAX studio. I like the IMAX studio. Uh, I like the setup that they have. Um, I'm mostly yeah. interested in their Thunderbolt cable. See, <laughs> has some, see, they announced all these products. I'm interested in the monitor that's $1,500, and you're like, well, damn. Dude, but it's a, it's a 5K. It's it's kind of a niche product, right? Because uh, the 5K, I mean, most people that reference like 4K, yeah. 2K. The IMAX that I have has 5K. I thought the new Mac was 6. I will look that up. Yeah, well, I, and it's expensive though, man. Like uh, fifteen hundred bucks so, for a monitor. Oh yeah, it's crazy. It's that's I, what I was saying. It's it's ridiculous. The thing okay. is, depending on what you get in the monitor, it might actually be just straight worthwhile, right? Like monitors can be very expensive depending on what you're looking for. And an IPS, four K, fast response rate, large screen, HDR. Yeah, yeah, it is the Apple Studio display. It is a 5K. I stand corrected. I thought I saw a six somewhere, and it's 14.99 to start. Yeah, to um, start. Yeah, yeah. you, you got to buy the stand separately. Yeah, I, I'm just, just kidding. I'm not well, sure that's true. Well, they did that Pro Display XDR back in 2019, which nobody cares about because that's a $5,000 monitor. Like, who's going to pay $5,000 for a monitor? Well, some but, people uh, did, man. We got money to throw away. So, what the thing that I find weird about the monitor is. They have a built-in uh, camera 
and uh, sound. Yeah. And they're, they're all they're leaning in on that. And I mean, it's not a TV unless they also are building in a proper mic that makes it so you don't have to wear a headset. Like, what's the use case where you want that? Uh, what are you What are you trying to leverage there? That said, the actual monitor itself looks pretty nice. It's just it's still it's just a 27 inch monitor. Yes. Um, they're not doing something that makes it like extra strong as it relates to the competition. Like, I, I think there's better there's there's better options from a monitor perspective that exist right now. Um, that's might be personal bias though. Yeah, well, I, you know, I'm an Apple. The panels fan. are made by Samsung though, right? Like, it's always uh, interesting because you can get a similar product still mm -hmm. made by Samsung, but it could be a it could be a different brand. It does the same thing. So it's it's almost like a it's a brand specific that you or uh, people always make fun of like, hey, it's just a status at this point. Uh, yes, to some degree. It is yeah, I mean, I, I think it's nice, but you also need something that can power it. So, you know, they came out with the Mac Studio as well, which is, you know, just their. Uh, now that. You know, it's a super. Well, it's a, it's a Mac Mini with the M1 Max chip, you know, and I think you and I were talking earlier about the comparison between the M1 chips. I mean, Apple's still in its infancy with, with making chips. Yeah. You know, they also, you know, the, this new Apple M1 Ultra chip what, is what they announced too. Uh, which um, is a 20 core, 64 core GPU and 32 core neural engine. Neural engine. I love the <laughs> it's neural just a engine. marketing term, man. Yeah, but, it, uh, it's good. And the iPad Air 5, which the iPad Air is to me is just too small. If you're gonna get an iPad, get an iPad Pro, right? I mean, I use it for the photo editing sometimes and the like, and I love it. And then they had to bring the iPhone back down, so the iPhone <laughs> SE3. <clears throat> At four hundred and twenty-nine dollars. I mean, they're still selling a billion phones, so now they decided to bring it down to the four hundred and twenty-nine. I feel like I have a confession to make. <laughs> Whoa! What is this? <laughs> so, just FYI, okay, if you're uh, as a listener, okay, there's a few of us that are very, you know, we have love and hate in certain products, right? Like I'm a MacBook user, but I don't use an iPhone, and I have an iPad, and James. I I think you're a hard one of the hardcore like I'm Windows for a long time or forever. Um, I'm, I'm but Windows, you have an iPad. I'm Windows, Linux, and Android. Those are those are my operating systems for choice, depending yeah. on the device. Yeah, but you have, but, you're uh, showing an iPad. That's amazing. You just whipped out an iPad. Me? Yeah. I use Windows VMs because I have to. I like <laughs> iMac, iPhone, uh, i Apple, i E, i this. So um, outside of the monitors, I, I did learn with the monitors because I bought two. Uh, or watch. Uh, you don't like the watch. No, and I, I have the Garmin. I don't like the Apple watch. So I guess I'm not a full uh, Apple fanboy, as they say. But I, I love the Apple ecosystem and how well everything works together. I can click on something on my phone. It goes to my iPad Pro. It goes over to my iMac. Like, it's just like a seamless integration. So yeah. I would not yeah, say a, that I'm in it's love a pink with case. this. It's a pink case. No, this isn't pink. This is like a bright orange, man. Oh, it oh it's, it's, it's weird. It looks pink from here. <clears throat> you're like, you're colorblind. Orange is one of the best colors in the world. Oh, uh, no, orange and, is okay. Uh, Maybe it's just the whiskey talking. I'll let the whiskey for talk sure, they're saying sure. the song. I, so I'm, I'm obviously not a, an Apple fanboy, but I will give a few things. They have a sleek product. This works pretty well. I, 
actually only have one complaint about this product. I have um, last generation now. It was this generation, but they just announced a, repl- a new one. iPad. And is it iPad Air or the iPad? Yeah, fantastic. IPad Pro? Yeah, fantastic question. Um, this is the app, uh, the A two three one six model iPad uh, Air. Um, I was torn when I was buying it. I was considering: Do I want to get the Mini? Do I want to get the Air? Do I want to get the Pro? And actually. The Mini had better better specs, but I decided to go with the Air because of reasons. Because I did the thing where you research it online, and then you take somebody's opinion, and then you try it, and then you might have regrets. That, that's what I did. <laughs> I have a single regret about this product. I didn't we're waiting. About, we're waiting. We're waiting. When you scroll <laughs> while reading stuff, it has tearing on the screen and that visual tearing drives me nuts i do not like using it to read anything is it noticeable what do you mean to me it's very noticeable and i don't i I guess it's not noticeable to explain explain what tearing means to our what are you reading so when you're scrolling are you reading a book uh so anytime whether it's a pdf or a web page anytime you would need to scroll the page you get jittery choppiness that would what everybody refer to as tearing from a graphics perspective. And that is just really harsh on my eyes. I hate it. So it works fine if I'm just like watching media or if I'm using it on a, a static page that doesn't have to scroll. But the act of text scrolling on the page, it's 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 like the effect that you get when you are video recording a monitor that has a refresh rate that's out of sync of the frames that are being captured on the on the uh, video. You know what I found out? It's it's actually not uh, tearing. It's a feature that Apple released, so you can go get yourself an iPad Pro, which has <laughs> 120 hertz. <laughs> <laughs> Everything Apple does that sucks is a feature, man. Uh, it forces you to get an iPad Pro. So that's my criticism of this particular product. Uh, but I will say it's a good, it's a pretty good product. A a detour backwards in the conversation for anybody that was like, "Wow, they were talking about tasting notes," and then just stopped and moved on. Some quick feedback on thoughts: the sake I'm doing today. When I smell it and taste it, it's got a little bit of an acidity, a sweetness, uh, and it's got a dirt flavor happening to it. Not in a negative way, very earthy. Yeah. And then it has a, what I will probably call, and I don't like smoke, but like tobacco or... I, I don't know. Uh, really? On a sake? In, in that kind of a, a, a smell on it. Kind of a, you know, the uh, the emotional experience you'll have when somebody's got some stanky feet. I've got a little bit of that going on in it. <laughs> that's what it smells like? Or is that so, like yeah, that's, your that's just what emotions? I say. That's what I say that this, that's what it evokes in me when I'm smelling this sake. Uh. In a warm state. Now, 
I say all of that, but it's a very pleasant sake. Um, See, and, next week I'll probably have the sake because I'll be like a week behind. Brad, to answer your point on the spice, oh, the high spice, vanilla you said, I think. No, so I, I don't actually pick up that many notes of vanilla on this. To me, so looking at a high west, this has a very soft aroma. Yeah. I I can understand why you have a hard time picking out like what those spices are. I pretty much just pick up a little bit of clove, a little bit of wood. Maybe a little bit of nuttiness, and that's really all I'm getting off the nose. And it's got just a very gentle and muted smell. Okay, I, I, I don't even. Taste I, that. I, Damn, that's so. Where, so this is me, really me, good. Like I'm gonna. Uh, let this, me ask both of you: when you're tasting, you know, whiskey or any liquor for the first time, do you, to get the the most out of it, do you? Do you not eat before you taste it, or do you eat before you taste it? Because it tastes different. Like if you have, if you ate prior and you're drinking whiskey, it, to me it tastes so different, so much different than if I had an empty stomach. I think that's anything. I think you need to have like I, something neutralizing if you want to really get it. So if I'm just wanting to taste stuff, I'll finish a day of work having not eaten anything yet, sit down and do a flight, and I'll try it. But uh, then the very yeah. next thing I want to do is I want to come, I want to pair it with stuff and see how that goes. What do you and do then, in between the drinks on your flight? Do you suck a coffee bean? Suck on a coffee bean. Oh gosh, that's cool. <laughs> Who merch for our podcast? Suck on a oh coffee bean. Oh my gosh. Uh no, I think uh, for me. Do you guys want to edit my my vocabulary? My edit my uh, sentences prior to. Do we need a little button that we can do approve? <laughs> no, it's all good, man. Oh no, we're good. That's wide, wide, wide open. The typically, if I'm going, if I'm doing a flight, it, it depends on what it's a flight of. But if it's all rye whiskeys, as an example. I'm not going to do anything in between. I'm just going to pause, enjoy what I just experienced. And when once the flavor is gone to the point where I'm no longer experiencing it, then I go to the next one. Mm. Okay. So, so here's a fun thing to do. Brad, take a sip of the whiskey you have. Consider what you're tasting. And then a moment later after you've swallowed it, consider what you're tasting. A moment after that, what are you still tasting? And how long does it change? Is it still there? What are you experiencing? I would make these mental notes. His eyes are closed. <laughs> I was thinking. So I'm doing me, the experience. To me, when I'm tasting High West, the spices, which is why I like rice, because it's not spicy like it burns your throat. It's just spiced flavors. Yeah, it that's it. There's no burn on this. On. This is good. This is it's really very smooth. good. And I like it's very difficult to properly articulate it, but there's a sweetness um, that I would say is kind of like a 
Mm. It's not really sugary, more more maple, not necessarily honey. Something I get on this. Is, is there is there different uh, uh, type of products for uh, High West? Like you, you know, double rye, and then yeah. is there different ones besides that? I mean, how and what's the average price in bottles, by the way? I, I haven't so, had High West before. The High West Double Rye that uh, Brad and I are drinking, this is a $30 bottle by me. What was it by you? You just bought it. The 750 milliliter, I think it was, I mean, give or take, I think it was $28.99 or something like that. So, yeah, 30, I mean, $30. Yep. Hmm. Uh, so, the, so High West has their Double Rye, which I love. And they have a bourbon that I've never tried because I'm just, I probably should because I like I like what they have on their their Double Rye. I don't really know for sure what else they have. Um, well, I I bought something else with it, but it wasn't due to your request. It was actually something different due to the recent holiday that we had. But the the High West was purely on my admiration of your scenario last week. <laughs> oh man, I'm look I'm looking it up now. They have a Midwinter Night's Dream Night's Dram. That sounds fantastic. It's uh, got some dried fruit, molasses, and baking spice as its tasting note, supposedly. I have a hard time sometimes picking out when people say that there's like a, a specific fruit flavor in a tasting note. That's just maybe I got to eat more fruit in my life. I don't know. Um, they also have a rendezvous, right? Which I've never had. Um They have a Manhattan barrel finished cocktail. So like a pre-made cocktail in a, in a bottle, I guess. High country American single malt whiskey. A campfire whiskey, which is a, supposed to have some butterscotch flavor and chai spice flavor to it. And borai as well. It, it looks like they have a lot of products I haven't tried yet. So I'm going to have to maybe go explore some High West Maybe I'll go do a, a flight of High West at some point here. Oh, I'd like to see uh, the flight of High West. Chris, how are you doing over there with Yasaka? You almost done with that bottle yet? I mean, you're, you're awful quiet. And, Dude, you uh, know, I, I no, I got to tell you, man. Um, I got to tell you, the uh, the Momokawa really tastes like a Moscato. And if if you've had Moscato, uh, it, it's, it tastes exactly the same. Um, now I'm not sure because it's the tropical fruit kind of sweetness. It, it tastes just like it. Uh, if you're a wine drinker, this is this, and you love Moscato, this is perfect. It doesn't taste that typical, you know, uh, rice flavor. Like I don't taste the rice, even though it says right here, you know, pure sake made with each rice grain polished to at least 60%. I don't know what that means, but it tastes good, man. And it's from Oregon. I, I don't know if this. So, so a bunch of amateurs. But I do have to say one thing. Hi, this is Brad with your public service announcement. Please remember to drink responsibly. Make sure you're of age. And do not we, drink and drive. We do hashtag that yes. every single time. And no, no. It's very important to remember all of us when we talk and we drink, we don't promote drinking. But if you are going to indulge, make sure you do it safely and responsibly. I promote responsible drinking. I will not leave the confines of my house for the rest of the evening. Yeah. 
I, I promote uh, responsible exploration in all things in life, all things in moderation. So as we're Thank unpacking you. a lot of stuff here today, guys, uh, fun highlight for anybody that listened to my intro and you're like, what do you mean your whiskey is Japanese, but it's not a Japanese whiskey? Today, I wasn't uh, doing a whiskey. I was just doing a Japanese sake. And so it's not a Japanese whiskey, but it is Japanese. That said. And you pulled a whiskey in. And now I, and now I pulled in a whiskey. Thank you for pulling out one of my favorites. Uh, also, I'm glad we had this discussion because now I know there's more whiskeys I have to go try. Here's no, my. I, I want you to try and let me know. That way I don't have to waste my time or money trying. Chris, here's what I need to know from you. Share with everybody, what are your thoughts for the event? Apple released a bunch of stuff. What's the point? What do you uh, think? What What's the takeaway? Uh, my my big one, I used to have a Mac Mini, and I still have the original Mac Mini. I, it was a Core i5. It, you know, I could take it apart and all that stuff. It, I changed the storage and whatever. But it's been a long time I've thought about bringing back a kind of like a desktop uh, in, into this household. And I've always been a MacBook user uh, for personal and, you know, of course, work. Um, I'm really excited about the Mac Studio. I mean, just for the power, uh, my understanding too, by the way, I heard AMD still blows it out of the water uh, in terms of like raw power. But if you're in an ecosystem, I think the Mac Studio was like the biggest takeaway because it made me think about, you know, uh, using a Mac uh, Studio. Uh, I just don't know the prices though. Pricing though. Do you know, Brad, the price? Uh, I, I think it starts yeah, at I think it starts at two thousand dollars. You know how that is with everybody. They give you this base uh, model. Thing yeah. Like so you, you, your entry level model. I mean, again, nobody knows the final pricing, but it's about two thousand dollars. Is everything I read for the intro level. I mean, yeah, it's that, a Mac Mini, but you can put more memory. See, the thing is, I've learned with Apple, even with my iMac. Like you can add, like I have 40 gig of RAM, I think, in mine. I ended up just getting the base model and just buying, you know, regular RAM and throwing it in myself, and I saved myself, you know, a billion dollars because, uh, yeah, they're they're really going to bump you up. So if you can get into like this iMac, that was the big thing for them. They made it so that you could pop off the 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 door, I call it, yeah, and throw in your own right. memory, right? So if, with the with the Mac Studio, if you can do some of your own upgrades like that, two grand for the Mac isn't that bad because it is such a stable operating system, stable ecosystem. These things last like forever. Like, so I, you know, the two, it's again, it's the value over time. Do you spend a thousand dollars for a laptop that you have to replace in two years? Or do you spend $2,000 for, you know, a Mac studio that you can replace in four years? Right. I mean, yeah. ultimately your cost is the same, you know, but, but most, also I pay for experience. I don't know if I've ever shared this on the podcast, but you guys are aware of like the diminishing returns and the cross cycle graph that you can draw for hardware and life's life lifespan of hardware in computing. So if you do if you do a simple graph with performance and time on your x and y axis, so you know x axis going out, you've got time, y axis going up and down, you've got performance if you buy something with a performance at one spot as time goes down the performance will slightly not heavily but slightly decrease as the hardware ages and if you draw another line on that same diagram at the same point 
with your current software needs and requirements, over time, the performance requirements of your software will go up. And at the point by which those intersect is the typical point you, you will end up replacing your endpoint. That's that, the simple logic on it. That's a very is good, that true? that's a good matrix. Is, I like that. But the only matrix I'm really familiar with is the uh, hot crazy matrix, a man's guide to women on YouTube. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen that before. Okay, look it up. Like, I'm telling you, look up hot well, it's gonna crazy go, matrix, it's gonna go a man's guide to women. It's going to go against my algorithm, man. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Open in a private browser. Private browser. That's all you have to do. Come on now. That's true. Is That's this, true. Is, 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 this an, is this a not safe for work situation, Brad? Is this something where my wife's going to walk in and be like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, no. It's, it's, um, yeah. It's yeah. Safe prepare for yourself for a uh, Florida trip. She might, she might think it's funny. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's funny. It's, it's, it is. Uh, I don't know if he uses any bad words, but there's no nudity. There's no sexual innuendos. It's just a funny, uh, funny thing to watch. Hey, what is it called? Hot Crazy Matrix, A Man's Guide to Women. A Man's Guide. Okay. Well, I, I, I have to watch it sometime today, but... Um... Just to circle back, James, on on that, yeah, the max. No, James, that is good. Sense. I appreciate that because that does make sense. Because again, it, it's at the point where the computer is not powerful enough to support your needs as far as the applications are concerned. And as technology increases, I always wanted to say, let's put Moore's law against to like the application in our needs. Well, and Look at the phones in our hand with all our needs and what we need to be able to process what we do. So there is a point we have to calculate that. Well, and, and Moore's law doesn't even really work anymore. That's a that's a whole other thing. We could do a whole discussion around Moore's law, but the important piece is this: when you're buying a piece of hardware, you do have the decision point where you can say, "Let me buy something that's this much better than what I even need," knowing that that should last me longer, but accepting the risk that it could fail before you get to that life point. And so. The, some people will lean into the idea of overbuying your hardware. Other people will say, I'm going to accept that I'm going to buy what I need. And every three years, I'm going to buy a replacement. It's throwaway PC. No, no, that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah. You can buy a laptop today that will last you a year or two for a thousand bucks. Or you can buy this Mac uh, mini supercharged that may last you twice as long. I, I was just trying to say the, the value of it. You don't know, but you, you're taking depending on. Depending on what you're doing, if what you were using the product for is heavily graphics dependent and you're trying to stay on top of where we're at from a graphics perspective, yeah, you get major releases every year. Three years down the line, you're not going to want that thing, even uh, if it is still strong. Yeah, that, that is that is an answer for a lot of things, right? Like, it really depends how you use it. I mean, Brad, how long have you had your iMac? I think I looked at this one. This is a 2019 2018. Yeah, see, I've been on my MacBook. I've been using my MacBook for since 2018, early 2018. So I've had it, and it still runs like brand new, you know. But this runs like a truck. I don't play games. Yeah, I don't play. I games. don't play games. I do on photo it. and video editing, and I RDP. And, I, and Chris, that's not just a phrase. You're not just saying I ain't playing around. I'm for real. You're saying <laughs> you don't actually play video games on it, right? I don't actually play video games, but uh, but at the same time, I ain't playing around because I use Final Cut. Uh, Pro uh, and a lot of the Apple products, except an iPhone. <laughs> I just can't do iPhone. Hey, listen, you have an Apple ecosystem. You have to go Adobe. Come on now. 
Let's go. Uh, Let's see, put this together. Let's put this together. I just can't do the Adobe, man. Like I, I guess because I bought Final Cut Pro once, and I never had to pay for it again. Um, you can't. I think, think that's like the that. big. Everything's I, I know. subscription model now. I, I know the subscription model is you hard. You pay over man. time. It's just like trying to buy an office, you know, for four billion dollars, and then think you're gonna get the the best out of it. Yeah, it just pay you ninety nine dollars a year and call it a day. Uh that's it. I I may get to that point. Uh, and do Adobe, do a little bit more, because the weather's getting better, you know. Uh, do more outdoor stuff and do recording and photo editing, but. I just can't pay for that subscription, man. If it's gonna work for what I need it for, I guess it depends, right? It it really depends. I mean, in some of these areas, need is a very strong word. Like, need? No, what no. Do you really need? Yeah, no. There is the need. We'll have to have a long conversation on the difference between a need and a want. Oh, uh, by, which I, which by the way, it's a double check on. I, actually, let me let, let's let's. Let's yeah. tap into that really quick, cause that that actually hit. That's like a trigger for me, right? Like, no, no, we're not. We don't have the time for a trigger. We're gonna have to trigger you some okay. other day. Okay, well, we'll see for another day. But uh, you just can't, a quick you can't stop the trigger once it's been triggered. I mean, I let yeah. the man roll. <laughs> so let, let let me let me touch base on that. Like, if you look at it from a relationship stand base, we'll have to do right? a part one and part two if we keep this going, and we don't have to record uh, maybe, next. Week. Maybe, maybe, but for the relationship stand uh, standpoint or perspective of, of a want versus need, okay? A need is a necessity. I feel like there's no emotion behind a need, right? It's there. It doesn't matter. A want, I feel like there's a stronger emotion to feeling no, wanted. No, no, no. You look at Maslow's hierarchy need. of needs. You understand Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Yes, you do have an innate natural need for food, water, shelter. What's your top level of need, James? You look like you know you're raising your glass. You know, come on, let's go. Hey, you know the triangle. Let me just let me just go ahead and interrupt for a moment. There is not a single thing you need that cannot also be a want. Life's yes. best experiences, yeah. from my perspective, come down to elevating your experience with your base needs. Why do I enjoy enjoy food so much? I have to eat to sustain my body. But I choose to you know, lean into that and enjoy that experience. And I, why am I enjoying this whiskey? Like I'm enjoying the hell out of this whiskey and sake. And it's a weird combo. Like, God, don't do this. So don't your need is you need to hydrate because... yourself. Is that the need you need to hydrate? So you're going Listen, to do it. Technically nobody needs alcohol, frankly, because it only damages your body, but it's a good experience. And to me, it, it associates out to food, right? You need to eat to survive. You need well, to drink to survive. You don't need to drink whiskey to survive. No, you don't. But I want to the, the, as an extension of that. But need. that's my point. That's my point. Like the need is to have something, you know, to to eat something because you need it, right? Like you, you're just going to, I can just eat like a cup of noodle and I'm fine, right? But just no emotions sure. behind that. But if I want something, I am willing to drive to go eat a good sushi because I want it. Well, it like goes with what James just said. Emotions to that. There's a need, you have a need to eat. He just accentuates that need by getting flavorful dishes and going out and having these nice meals, which is, again, it's the same type of thing as that we talk about. And there's a difference between a need and a want. Everybody says, I need a new yeah. iPhone. You don't need no, a new iPhone. don't need a new iPhone. Yeah. Why do you need a new iPhone? I mean, in, I mean, yeah. so is there a person that could need an iPhone? Sure. 
if their job depended upon it, if they had some right. feature on it that was working with their family or livelihood and they would die, then you need that iPhone. A, a, a cell phone is not a necessity. I hate to tell this to everybody. I'm breaking yeah. this to everybody so, today. So when you're <laughs> when you're talking about your hierarchy of needs, there's a couple different approaches. You mentioned Maslow's hierarchy of need, but like I'm there's big the, into there's this the, stuff, psychology. There's Maslow's the, hierarchy of needs. Erickson stages psychology. We'll go all night with this one. But Brad, there's there's your like three core needs, right? But then there's like Maslow's like five levels of needs. Like yes. when do you want to do stuff? Because like you well, have there's to a debate eat. if you ever meet self-actualization, which is the top. Well, and that's you, fair. Does anybody that's, ever achieve self-actualization? I would I would argue that now you pop the cork. There's a <laughs> that's a topic. We could spend a night on this. Let me let me let me start with this. For anyone that's not aware of what we're talking about, Maslow has the the five needs that they make. He, he makes a hierarchy on, and this is not to be confused with the concept of like your three core needs of uh, shelter, food. What's the third one, Brad? It's shelter, food, and it's like yeah, your base you necessities. Need, security. Shelter, yeah, food, it, security. Well, but that's what uh, I mean. Well, the but, you have. When you talk about physiological needs, which is yeah. your food, water, right? Food, Clothing. Water, we and need oxygen have, too, by the way. And, yeah. People you forget have, that. That's fair, especially if you're in space. Uh, you have safety, then love and belonging, <laughs> then you want respect or esteem are the ways that I've heard it. Self-esteem, and then, yes. And then, and then after that is self-actualization, right? That's the way that he hierarchy, he does the hierarchy. So interesting things to talk about when you're when you're thinking about like your needs this idea that everybody wants to feel like they have a place to feel like they're loved or they're cared for this is where like sometimes i just want to be like can we all just be human together can we care about each other a little bit more um i don't know brad when does it become a want when does it become a need like your hierarchy of needs, I bet you we could call out a want that's in that exists within every one of those areas. No, but there's a, you don't need a lot of these things. They're wants. There is a psychological see because you have the sure. psychological see you start getting to the self esteem it becomes a psycho like you start you start breaking past that like friendship family intimacy right that third level that's when you start getting into like the deep psychological stuff right. Physiological, physiolo I can't even speak now. Physiological needs, you will die. If you do not yeah. breathe, drink, or eat, you will die. Like, you cannot get yeah. past that. Safety and security, you will die, right? Those first two levels, you will die, right? Because if you, yeah. safety and security but, is like your health and sure. stuff like that. But, but okay, let's talk safety and security. Here's a widget for you. I can have a camera system on my house that's, you know, pick your system. It could be Nest. It could be Ring. It could be, frankly, any commercial system. I do not need that to survive. No. But in some cases, maybe I do. How do you define something that's like that? That's a sense of security. That's a sense of security. That security is not going to stop anything. You want a, you want a friggin' uh, steel door bunker and you live in a tornado zone? That's security. That shit will save your life when that tornado comes. Brett. That camera comes, I kick in your door, <laughs> you gotta call 911. I'll tear your head off long before the police get there. Brad, if I have if they even a, come. 
if I have a camera system, the theory is I'm out of there before you get through the door. But realistically, here's the thing. No matter how you look at it, there becomes a point where something started with a, a true need. And as a human, we develop that into a want. No, I agree with you. I understand your point. You, your point is very, your point is valid. That, again, it goes to something else I said. You take security with that camera. It's perceived security, right? Because you feel more comfortable. You feel a sense of security for whatever reason that you want, right? Some people can take that same thing with a cell phone, okay? You know, you have a sense of belonging and family, right? This whole thing with this, this, all of this stuff, if you look at social media, if you look at all those things, do you like ever look at some of these these companies? The biggest thing, um, the biggest thing that you have, like the psychological people behind all this marketing and everything that they have, right? Because they're going to, they're going to um, focus on those wants and needs that you have psychologically. I'm just losing, getting distracted because so, I'm seeing all these little messages <laughs> pop up in the window because so, James is telling so, me to be quiet. Yeah. But no, oh, no, no, right. no, it's, it's, they evolve into it because it's you want to fulfill those basic needs. And because you feel you're feeling filling that basic need from a psychological point of view, you feel like you're satisfied, right? That yeah, instant yeah. gratification, right? I have these likes, I have these this and I have that this instant. Oh, my God, I posted a picture. Everybody likes it, right? That's that instant need of sense of belonging, right? You want to have that esteem. I need to feel good. I need to have some self. No one's ever going to reach self-actualization. It's, it's false opinion. need. It's false need. So you're saying that need, a proper definition of need is survival, right? Is that, was that, is that what you're saying? Well, you, they do branch. You have physiological needs, you have security needs, and you have self-esteem needs. You, you see what you're doing there. Your physiological needs, right, are your and your safety, right? I put them together. They are two levels. Are your health and well-being, right? You need to be healthy. You can't be sick. Uh, sickly to survive, right? You need to, if you have a cold or if you run down a fever in bed, you're not going to survive, right? You're sick because mm -hmm. then you can't fend for yourself. You can't kill that animal to eat it. You need to eat. Your body needs nourishment. It's a fact. And you can't love off of noodles. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll agree <laughs> in a lot of sentiment here. Here's my consideration. To, to bring us backwards and, and or forwards at the same time, depending on your perspective of the conversation, and to quote the Dark Knight at the same time, Apple's release that they did recently. It's not the product you need, but it's the product you deserve. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the call out to the new Batman movie. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> definitely a lot of options in life, guys. Uh, I, I, I do. Think... I do. I do feel that a topic that. We should circle back on because it is pretty interesting. Well, right? you have to just pop the clock. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Let's let's t let's do this next week, guys. We're going to continue this conversation, and we're going to talk about needs and wants, and you know maybe maybe we'll come up with some some good examples of some widgets that fill a need or fill a want. Uh, Brad, and before we go with the quote of the week. I know you just left a good quote, James, so I have to do it. I want you two to make a promise to me, right? I'm a, you just, I'm gonna, you're gonna make a promise to me and just say I promise because I'll never lead you astray. But next week we'll continue this topic, but you both will promise to me and you'll both discuss it with us next week that you are going to watch the Hut Crazy Matrix video <laughs> with your spouses. <laughs> with, your, with the spouses? I cannot promise this, but if you give me the link, 
I will give you the link. I will ask if my wife would like to watch it with me. And that's the (laughs) most I can promise. Okay. I will send the link to you guys after this. But on that, though, what's, you know, speaking, take everything together. The weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. Mahatma Gandhi.